Good morning, everybody. Thank you, Marcia. Um, thanks very much for that. And um, thank you, Julianne and um, Joseph, for that time of worship, that wonderful time of worship. It's, it's great to be with you all again, once again, to share God's word. And um, <clears throat> before we get into it, I um, just wanted to say um, welcome to all of our um, new online visitors. Um, we pray you will really be blessed. And um, I want to just pray and ask the Lord to help us and to just touch our hearts as we look into his word. So Father, we come before you this morning. Lord, we are so thankful and so grateful for this opportunity to come and gather around your word. And as we come together corporately as your people, Lord, we're praying, Father, that the presence of God will fill every home in a special way. And Father, that you will touch the hearts of your people. And Father, that our lives will never, ever be the same again. Lord, that we can walk in the things that you have would have us to. And so, Father, I commit everything that is said and done into your hands. And we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Um, I, I want to leave a little bit of time just to pray at the end. Um, there's a few things I would like to pray into. Um, and today we're going to look at um, a, a topic that I was looking at whilst I was doing my devotion um, a few days ago. I felt um, the Lord just impress upon my heart that we should address, um, just look at this issue, this topic. And it's um, a topic I'm sure that's really close to many people's hearts. Um, and it's called getting ready for Jesus' return. I, I really felt it strong and I, I just wanted to just share a few things. There's, this is a huge to topic um, which is connected naturally to eschatology, um, but um, we're not going to be delving into the whole thing because it's a huge area. But I'm going to be just looking at a few points and a few scriptures that I believe will help us to help get help us to get ready for for his return. So we we're going to look at so if we look at this thing here, okay. So Jesus is Jesus will soon come back. However, no one knows the exact time. No one knows the exact day, and. In Mark chapter 13, verse 32, it says, but about the day or hour, no one knows, not even the angels, not even the, not even, um, the son, nor the, um, but only the father. And Jesus is waiting patiently to come back because he is giving humanity as much time as possible to choose to follow him. Jesus wants as many people to repent and to return to heaven with him. But I also believe it's God's really given us a chance too, because to get our house in order and to put things right. 
And there are, there are many confusing non-biblical theories about the second coming of Christ, which, may, which many people can be distracted with. So you may hear of, will he appear spiritually? Um, or will he uh, appear physically in certain locations? Or will he appear in the desert? Or will he uh, appear in only in someone's, uh, only in one country? But the scripture very clearly says in the book of Matthew chapter 24, verses 4 to 5, that how Christ's coming is going to be literal and every eye will behold him. In fact, that's, that's in, in the book of um, Revelations chapter 1 verse 7, how it mentions about how every eye shall behold him. He'll come in the clouds and every eye will see him. So there will be no confusion as to um, oh, this person saw him there, that person saw him there. Every eye will behold him and it will be a glorious moment when he comes back. Because the scripture says how he's going to come back with his angels and there's going to be a loud trumpet. It's going to be a, a magnificent time. And as we anticipate this wonderful um, returning of Christ, we're going to be looking at um, how we can prepare as Christians. But also, you know, this, this is a time where if you're not a Christian, this is a time for you to prepare too for you to receive Christ as your personal Lord and Savior so that you can be saved. And so today I really want us to be focusing on um, a few, just a few points as to how we can um, really get to be prepared for the Lord's coming. So as we know that there's going to be um, the, the, the white judgment seat of Christ and the, the, the um, sorry, the, the, the white, the, the great white throne judgment and the judgment seat of Christ. The great right white throne judgment is for non-believers and the judgment seat of Christ is for believers. And as we stand before the, the judgment seat of Christ, God is going to examine us he's going to examine us as believers um all the things that we've done because remember our sins have been dealt with but now it's going to be the things that he's asked us to do on the earth he's going to examine in detail everything the scripture um talks about how all of our works will go through fire and it's going to be tested he's going to be examining our motives of everything that we've done which is why it, which is another reason why i felt we needed to look into this topic because everything we say and we do we're going to be rewarded for and i want us all to be rewarded with what god has intended us to have so with that said i want us to look at the scripture in um in luke chapter 12 Luke chapter 12 verses 35 to 40 verses 35 to 40 now I'm reading from the NLT version and it reads this it says be dressed for service and keep your lamps burning 
as though you were waiting for your master to return from the wedding feast. Then you will be ready to open the door and let him in the moment he arrives and knocks. The servants who are ready and waiting for his return will be rewarded. I tell you the truth, he himself will seek, will seat them and put on an apron and serve them and they sit and eat. He may come in the middle of the night or just before dawn, but whenever he comes, he will reward the servants who are ready. Understand this, if a homeowner knew exactly when a burglar was coming, he would not permit his house to be broken into. You also must be ready all the time, for the Son of Man will come when least expected. Peter asked, Lord, is that illustration just for us or for everyone? And the Lord replied, a faithful and sensible servant is one to whom the master can give the responsibility of managing his other household servants and feeding them. If the master returns and finds that the servant has done a good job, there will be a reward. I tell you the truth, the master will put the servant in charge of all he owns. But if the servant thinks, my master won't be back for a while, and he begins beating the other servants, partying and getting drunk, the master will return unannounced and unexpected, and he will cut the servant in pieces and banish him with the unfaithful. In these verses of scripture that we've just read, in Luke chapter 12, in this passage, Jesus is talking about servants that are up and ready to serve their master. And the master may be at, well, may be away at a moment, but could come at any given moment. And his servants need to be ready. Every single one of us need to be ready. And it's important that in order for us as servants to be ready, but there are three things that are highlighted in these verses of scripture. And these three things are this, is that, is that we, need, we need to, number one, we need to be awake. Number two, we need to be dressed. And number three, we need to keep our light shining. So if we were to look at the first one, to be awake. When you think about it, when you are deep in sleep, you don't really know or what's going on. You are completely oblivious as to the things that are going on around you. In fact, you don't know what's going on. You are completely gone. And there are certain things that we can tell um, as a Christian, um, if 
we are asleep, if we are in slumber, there are signs, there are um, things that can, we, we can actually ascertain if we are asleep. So I'm going to mention a few of these things. And let me just say this. Um, as I was preparing this word, I tell you, I, I, I was in deep um, um, disconviction, to be honest. And I, I felt this is a very sobering word because um, this word is going to help us for eternity. Because when you think about it, every single day that we are living our lives, we are preparing ourselves for eternity. And this, we, we will not have a, another chance. We only have one chance. And so I, I really want us to, to, to look at this word in a very, um, naturally in a very reflective way, and like any other word, but this has got a lot of things to reflect upon. So as I mentioned these different signs, if any of them just relate to you, just, just ask the Lord to help you because I've been doing a lot of that, trust me. All right, so the first thing is this. The first, so the first sign that you can tell if you're spiritually asleep is this. There's an absence of the conviction of sin. You may, you may have this thing of, oh, it's only a white lie or it's okay, it's all right, the Lord will forgive me. Or it may be a situation that the next point rather is there's a lack of the fear of the Lord, a lack of fe the fear of God. There could be a, a little sense of outrage over the godliness of society. Or it could be watching pornography and feeling justified. For someone else, it might be living in greed and lack of financial integrity. For others, it might be little or no concern about people going to hell. For another, it might be little or little concern about the lack of the knowledge of God's word. For another, it might be an indifference to the biblical view of marriage. Another, it may be an indifference to holding grudges and unforgiveness. Another point, indifference to talking to people about Christ. Another point, your your you may be open to false teaching and there's a whole lot of crazy false teachings out there like once saved always saved and this this hyper grace teaching so many false teachings that are given the illusion in thinking that you can live a life of sin and get to heaven and the scripture clearly says that without holiness, no man shall see the Lord. Another aspect could be indifference to the teaching that the Bible is the final authority. Everything that we say and do, the scriptures is the final authority for our lives, 
and is the plumb line that we are to measure and to ensure that we are in line with. Or finally, an indifference to how much time spent in prayer and quiet time. There's like a, a blase thing. So okay, I said a, a few words and I prayed today. It's okay. The Lord is sorted, you know, I've connected with him. And you know in your heart that you need to spend more time. Well, listen, I tell you, the, these things are very convicting. And I, I, I've been repenting big time on some of these issues. And, you know, really, this is, these are signs that if someone is living consistently and deliberately, deliberately out of these things, there's, there's clear, a clear sign that um, the person is asleep and we need to be awake. The next area that I mentioned is about being dressed. So as a believer, we need to not, be not to be dressed with the things of this world, like putting on lies and theft and cheating and hypocrisy and worldly sin, but living lives of purity and holiness before the Lord. And the scripture says this about how we are con to, to conduct our lives. Um, it talks about like how we are, what we do, what we say and how we conduct it. And one of the things the scripture says about what we say is like how death and life is in the power of the tongue and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. Because what we say is, is will actually determine where our lives will end up. And also our choices. The scripture says in the Old Testament that we should choose ye this day whom ye will serve. The scripture also mentions in the book of Romans chapter 6, verse 23, that the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. So there are choices. There are things that we can do that will cause us to reach a certain destination and will cause our lives to look in a certain way and we want to dress ourselves with the word we want to um, put on jesus and by putting on jesus and speaking the right words and making the right decisions and thinking the right things as it speaks of in, in the book of philippians whatsoever things are good and lovely and just and pure and if there be any praise and any virtue that we're to think on these things, because what you think will then move you on to the decisions that you're going to be making. It will have a big influence in that area. And then finally, we, in those verses of scriptures, we must keep our lamps burning. The servants had physical lamps to light in order to see in the night and with this is speaking about like developing a relationship with the holy spirit and developing 
um, um, commu having communion with him and, and spending time with him. And so it's really important with these kind of things in mind that as we look at these verses of scripture that we cons and consistently um, seek to apply them because in doing so, we will be will, this will definitely help us to be ready. But just in addition to the actual aspect that I mentioned about having our lights um, shining, we need to, the other aspect of it is reaching out to the lost, reaching out to the world that have not heard the gospel who, or, who, or may have heard it, but need to hear it again. And we need to be the ones to share the good news. Because if it's, we are the, in different locations, we're placed in different places in this world. God has ordained it that we can be in different roles and in different um, areas of, of spheres of, of, um, of, of employment. And it's up to us to ask the Lord to help us to shine our light to let our lives be an example to others because sometimes it's not even about the preaching sometimes it's just about the living that we live our lives and conduct our lives in a way that people say hey there's something different about you why is it that you don't get angry there's something different about you why is it that every every time you come around me you make me calm because people then can see the Christ in you. And this is what we want to promote. This is what we want to cause people to know about Jesus Christ. And so with that said, I want us to look at now, um, some points as to how we can get ready now. Let me just say this as well for the record. This is no way exhaustive. This is, there's so much. There's, but these are just a few things that I came up with that I felt would really help us. And the first thing, no, the number one thing that I had here was this. Don't lose hope. We're in a world right now that we're losing hope in the eyes of the world. And there is this thing of if you continuously watch the news you will be depressed you will feel discouraged you will not even want to step out through your front door and i'm, I'm i know that there are there have been people um as a result um who've even committed suicide because of when um the, the lockdown that took place i remember in the early um, few um, weeks of us being locked down, I read of a young teenager, very young and beautiful young woman who killed herself because she was locked down. And that was, and that, that's so unfortunate. And that was just in the beginning. Now, it's, things are going to be ramping up. And if you continuously look in the news, you will be discouraged. And I want to encourage you to 
feed yourself on the word of God. Don't watch the news too much because it will bring discouragement. But the scripture reads in, in Titus chapter 2 verses 11 to 13. For the grace of God has been revealed, bringing salvation to all people and are instructed to turn from godliness living and sinful pleasures we should live in this we should live in this evil world with wisdom righteousness and devotion to god while we look forward with hope to for that wonderful day when the glory of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ, will be revealed. So we have a hope that when Christ comes back, we will be with him in glory. But before then, we need to live in righteousness. We need to live in wisdom. We need to live a devoted life unto him. There are things that the Lord will speak to you and I about, that he wants us to change, that he wants us to stop, that he wants us to um, do differently because of the times that we are living in. The scripture says like how it is appointed unto man once to die and afterwards the judgment. As I mentioned before, we will all stand before the judgment seat of Christ. And it won't be um, you, you and your families. It won't be you, your uncle, your aunt. You all come together as one um, group of people. It will just be you and Christ. And the books will not only be open, but the, the screen will be open and the, your life will be played before yourself and there'll be all the opportunities of different things that the Lord asked us to do and we, we did and the things that we didn't do and this is a chance right now for us to get it right, every single one of us. So there is hope. That's the first thing. Number two is that we are to call upon the Lord and feed from his word. Call upon the Lord and feed from his word. In the book of Jeremiah chapter 29 verses 12 to 14, it, it reads this. When you call upon me and go and pray to me and I will listen to you, you will seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. I will be found by you, says the Lord. I will bring you back from your captivity. I will gather you from all the nations and from all the places where I have driven you, says the Lord. And I will bring you to a place which I will cause you to be carried away, carried 
away captive. And with that, calling upon the Lord is so essential. There, the topic of prayer, I mean, you've heard me speak about that and several other people have been speaking about prayer and there's a big drive about prayer. And I want to encourage as, as many as of you as possible to seek the Lord with all your heart. Call upon him. Call upon him as much as you can. Even when there's opportunities, when you're just, you're driving or you're walking, pray in the spirit. Call upon him because you're praying mysteries. You're praying mysteries that will cause changes into our world, to your life, to the lives of others. You are praying the will of God. And I want to encourage you to not draw back. And if you notice that there's, where the, your, your prayer life is drawing back, I want to encourage you to, to get back on it because the enemy, that's one area that the enemy wants to take down because the moment he takes the prayer life of a believer down, he knows that he's got it. It's like having fish out of water. The fish will never survive. The fish will start flapping around because it's trying to find the environment in which it's meant to be sustained in. And as a believer, as a Christian, and as, um, as, as a Christian in Christ, this is how we survive. There is no other way. And just as Jesus spent time calling upon the Father, calling upon his name, crying out to him, and remember, Christ came and he left his, his, um, the, 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 the side that had the, the power element, as it were. He left the side that way and that, that part. And he became a human in, in to, and he became a human to actually experience the temptations that you and I face. Yet he did not sin. Yet, he called upon the name of the, of, he called upon God for strength. He called upon him and he recognized that without God, he could do nothing. And if this is Christ coming upon earth, how much more you and I, when it comes to living in this day and age, living in this time, because as we call upon him, strength will rise up in our spirits strength will rise up in our hearts for us to do the things that he's called us to do and we'll be able to do it with with vigor and strength and as we call upon him he will be able to fan the flame within us because if there's anything that we need to be we need to be set on fire for him we need to be set a light set ablaze for him so that as we walk in and around our communities in our the places that he's placed us that will be on fire that will reach those that god has placed upon our hearts and those that the lord is leading us to because there are people who need to be touched 
There are people who need to be reached. There are people who need to be delivered. There are people who need hope. There are people who are in a desperate situation. And the only way that they will be able to hear that gospel is through you and I. Because we, he has placed us in a place that only you and I can actually reach them and actually reach them with our hands as we share the good news, as we declare the good news of the gospel of the kingdom. And I want to encourage you that in the midnight hours, cry out to him, call upon his name, call upon his name whenever you have an opportunity seize it cry out to him because he's there and cry out to him with all your heart and don't hide anything from him because he can see everything because the scripture says that everything is naked and open to to him um to him who is serving and living for the lord that's just a paraphrase but i want to uh, encourage you with that and I, I want to stop there because I, I realize I'm out of time and I want to pray into a, a number of things that I really feel on my heart I, I must do. Um, and I want to first of all pray that the Lord will help us as, as a people, that he will help us to get ready um, in those first three things that I, I mentioned that that the Lord will will really help us to be awake that he will help us to be dressed in, in, in you know with the thing and putting on Christ and also to keep in our lights burning and I want us to and, and also um, the one I just spoke about prayer that he will really help us to call upon him I want us just to, just to pray um, and I'm just going to pray that the Lord will help us. Father, I just come before you and I just pray that you will help us to really help us to um, really get ready. Help us to get right. Help us to do the work of an evangelist and help us to get our hearts and get our lives in alignment with you. Help us to be awake. Father, any area that we've um, that I've mentioned, Lord, that really speaks to our hearts, Lord, that you have spoken to us about. Father, help us to really address it. Lord, I just pray that you will just forgive us. Lord, we're, we're sorry. We, we want to get it right, Lord. Please help us. Please, Lord. We, we cry out to you. We ask for help. Father, we recognize that we are... Um, weak um, without you we are nothing without you and father we ask for your strength and your help and your aid so father touch those um, of us lord everyone under the sound of my voice strengthen and help each of us we pray in jesus name amen amen um, just before um, i end i wanted to share these other things i've been feeling um, I want to pray for you and you've been feeling disconnected from the Lord in whatever way that means to you because when I was praying the word disconnected came 
and for certain people it means different things i know what it means to me but to you it may mean something else but i just felt to just pray to that so if that's you you feel disconnected from the lord if you just raise your hands where you are are and i'll pray for you father i just pray for those who feel disconnected from you i pray father that you will help them to be reconnected that you will strengthen them that you will help them lord that you will forgive them from anything lord that has dishonored you touch them help them strengthen them help them to realign and to reconnect in a way that will honor and please you father and to walk before you wholeheartedly we pray in jesus name amen amen and just three other things i want to just mention just before um we finish today um if you're if you hear me um in these three areas if you have a pain in your left foot um if you're hurting in your if you've got some eye problems and then thirdly you've got um a, a pain in your right um leg um in your thigh that goes up to your your bottom you've got a pain there um if that's you just lay your hands on those areas that i've mentioned and i'm just going to pray god's healing power father i just pray for your people i pray for those who father may be experiencing these different ailments lord father i thank you father that you you are the god who heals i thank you that you are the god who touches and that you are the god who restores and father we pray right now that you will touch that you will restore that you will heal those ones in the name of jesus who are who have been experiencing any of these ailments that i've mentioned i declare and i speak healing in the name of jesus and i thank you father amen 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 um thank you